And that's the whole thesis that I'm trying to drive with Nier is that, yo, you guys have to put out content every day. And you know how people will say, oh, Nier is so fantastic. Why haven't I really heard of Nier? It's because they were just lacking on content. That was Chad Lamont from the Nier Foundation. Today's conversation was recorded during NearCon in Lisbon, Portugal. I know you're probably thinking that was months ago. Well, if you've been following me on Twitter, you know that there was a bit of an odyssey with the hard drive from Lisbon getting lost in New York. I'm sure the story will come out at some point. The good news are that the content of the podcast is still relevant and it was an absolute blast. Chad and I go through a lot about content creation, near strategy, but most important of all, this podcast has a very specific call to action. That's right. If you're listening to these right now, there are actionable things that we want you to help us with. I really enjoyed this conversation with Chad. It's a very short one, should be really easy to digest, and should get you pumped for the holidays and beyond. Without further ado, let's jump into this conversation with Chad Lamont. Enjoy. Hello, friends. Welcome to a mini episode of the Wild User Interviews podcast. Today, I'm thrilled to have Chad Lamont from the Near Foundation. Welcome, Chad. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me in here, man. I'm stoked to, to do a little mini session with you. I know you do those, those big sessions, but I think this one, will you'll find some goodies in it. Let's hope so. I'm thrilled to have you. I know that you are very busy. And when we saw the podcast booth available for a little bit, we did not waste any time. Yeah, man, we wanted to make it available to everyone. This feels like speed dating. The pressure is on. (laughs) Can you tell us in a few sentences what you do at the Near Foundation? Yeah, I'm head of content. So all the video production, photography for events, before, pre-events, during events, after events, all the content on our Instagram, the live stream for last year's NearCon, meeting with all the production crew. I majored in film and video productions and sound. So that's basically what I do. And when I started, I don't know if you've seen on our YouTube, our most viewed video now, the Blockhead series with uh, that I started with Dorian. So our number one video is the how to make a blockchain voting application on Near. It's two hours long and it got a lot of love. A lot more love than some of our other videos, which is surprising. Platform content sometimes hits. I think especially for devs too. Devs, oh, 100%. Uh, it's very hard to find people that are technical and able to create good content. Yes. So nearby is great to keep people updated, but the longer form ones, like I've, I even to this day, I still give praise to Matt Lockyer. Oh, yeah. The things that he made. He was just pumping out content. And that's the whole thesis that I'm trying to drive with Nier is that, yo, you guys have to put out content every day. And you know how people will say, oh, Nier is so fantastic. Why haven't I heard of you guys? Like, why haven't I really heard of Nier? It's because we, they were just lacking on content. So that's what I'm trying to help. So how long have you been at the foundation and what are, I guess, some of the blockers, challenges and opportunities? I've been at foundation, I think for six months now, but I started at Inc about a year and a half ago. Okay. Yeah. What were the other questions? Blockers. Oh, he's evading the question. He's evading the question. (laughs) What are any blockers to creating more content, some of the challenges that you see, and some of the opportunities for both the foundation and the community to create more content? Blockers would just be the amount of things that come into foundation. The second one was challenges, or what was the, I guess some of the challenges is just remote work, like remotely teaching people how to do things. And we've gotten really good with communication, but I'd say just the remote stuff can be a challenge, but we're always up for a challenge. 
And opportunities I see is definitely near making a super legit TikTok after this near con and just really honing in on TikTok finally. I was saying we've needed to do it for a while. And I think what I've learned is that sometimes you can say things, but I think what's best is that you just need to do it and then show show everyone what you've done and really like just do it. Just build it, do it, and then run with it. Nice. Speaking of remote work, where are you based at the moment? Based in California, about in Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara. Would you consider having a local team? And this could be oh, yeah. several local oh, teams. Oh, yeah. I would be so down to have. Are you serious? Yes, please. So I'm going, I'm moving to California and I'm announcing it here. No way. <laughs> please, dude. You can stay at my place. The funny thing is, oh, dude, that's like $8,000 savings already. <laughs> yeah, dude, you're welcome. We're in Lisbon live at the moment, in real life, in person. I could Chew. in and touch you, but I won't. We're touching and each other. And the, the podcast booth has air conditioning. So while we're having this one-on-one oh. -on -one conversation, so nice. Jared from Ready Layer One podcast, hey. brilliant podcast. If you're listening to this one, you have most certainly heard about him. He's lingering in the background, <laughs> just like under the air conditioning. <laughs> the reason why I ask is because we've seen some challenges as well with remote work. I love the flexibility. I'm extremely grateful with everyone I've collaborated with mm. live in Australia and especially during lockdowns. Oh, nice. That was bad. It's crazy, dude. So not being able to work remotely would have been the end of me probably. However, I do think that there are some types of work that are more suited for remote work than others. For sure. An early stage iteration because of the pace of just ideas and communication. Yeah. It's really hard when you're breaking down a creative process across time zones. Yeah. That's why my day job, as I call it with Metapool, it's remote. It works well. We have clear allocation of responsibilities. Nice. But for the content that I make, including this podcast and the YouTube, it's mostly a one-man show. Yeah. So some interesting conversations with the Red Day One guys. Hi, Jared. And there's been some interesting conversations around the community. Yeah. About how to have more marketing collateral that'd be great so tell me more tell pod, me more yeah so well, how do we do that exactly because everyone makes content but then it's like we need to create a basic almost package and like guideline for people because plenty of people can make content just upping it a little bit and teaching people to be front lit and not have a window behind you that's super bright and look like you're in a dungeon and just uh, yeah I totally agree with decentralizing it. And I feel like we can help maybe create some form of little package for people to use, like logo bumpers to up the production value, unlicensed music, and just teach them very minimal video techniques, like very basic. Could be like a, like a blog guide, like a little work. Could be a blog. DAO, could be a DAO, could be Whoa. a, could, could be something. Wow. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to work on in the next six months is helping build a, a list in-house production team that's on tap for near protocol and the near community but as jake stutzman the the designer for near has told me it is going to be a huge challenge and there will be people that want you to do things for them and don't have a logo or don't have any video content so i, I really love the idea of just decentralizing it and i'm all for it whatever idea whatever ideas you got Let's see what you think about this framing. I think there's two key areas. The first one would be the incentives for people to create content. Like the first like, four weeks, you get nothing. The first three months, you're kind of there. The first six months, you start to get a bit of traction. Nice. But we're talking about six months of 
That's good. I feel like that's perfect. That perfect. The second one, which may actually help to the first point, would be the visibility and amplification. Hmm. So I think that for the first one, if we could just collaborate much closer with the foundation, say, if there could be like guidelines or bounties, like, hey, these are the big news right now. Yeah. Put out the bat signal for people to create content. That combined. Oh, that's good. Yeah, the bat signal. Yeah, that combined with like maybe like a clearer or more straightforward incentive structure as well. I know that for the marketing DAO, people can apply now, but that's evolving and nebulous and it's been challenging to get consistent quality content. Yeah. So maybe there can be like more streamlined ways to do that. And then the second one will be amplification. Yeah. So say, even if I've got a one and a half hour podcast, but you want to take a 56 second clip and put it on the near TikTok, then you could have larger accounts trickling down to the smaller ones. You can always double click and go see things. Yeah. But the idea would be to elevate more people so that hopefully over time, the burden on the foundation itself is lower. Yeah, that'd be great. You'd still, you'd still get paid, but you do this work. Hey. That'd, be, that'd be great. And then it gives us more time to work on like bigger things because like Metapool, I'm staking my tokens in Metapool. Shout out Claudio. Metapool is dope. And we want to tell more stories where we go there. We have camera equipment and we show the narratives of real life use cases, very clean, like documentary style video and like just truly tell the best stories we can because I'm really tired of Zoom interviews. I don't think anyone takes Zoom interviews serious anymore. The first six months to a year was cool, but now I don't even really watch videos that are Zoom interviews anymore just because they're so boring, unless it's someone I really want to see. So like... The quality of the audio matters to the extent that I've thought several times to start a company because apparently it doesn't exist where I can pay, what, 50 bucks? How much yeah. would you pay for an interview? I pay 100 bucks. Yeah. Ship them a proper camera and a proper mic, just plug it into a computer. Yeah. Dude, there are some cases where I've even thought about ship them a bloody USB stick with proper internet. Yeah. <laughs> and after they're done, just put it back in a box and ship it back. Yeah. Just rent it out, rinse and repeat. Like, surely it's a good business. That's a great um, idea. Oh, wait, talk more on that. What? We got mind-blowing stuff? You're not, a, you're, oh, you're yeah. not on the mic, so if you want to... All right, see you, Jared. Is. Jared is probably like my number one listener, and he always comes back with feedback, with praise. Nice. But today, I had him in the room, <laughs> nodding and like hot air high-fiving. It was great. Now I understand why Joe would be so disappointed if Jared is not in the audience. Yeah. Cheerleading on. Jared's a great guy. We just finished him and Joe were interviewing Ilya, and then I had my two camera guys walking around this whole place, and I was, they were just walking backwards filming him, so I had to move things. It was a lot of fun, moving couches so they don't bump the into them. Interview was good. Ilya was laughing a lot and smiling. You're doing a good job if Ilya is smiling and laughing because it is a, yeah. it can be a challenge because the man has talked with everyone. He's done everything. So he's well, done everything under the sun. At the risk of being inappropriate, I got to a level with him and Shoshenko in, in Seoul, in Korea, a few weeks ago. Nice. Because I thought about like basically being, what's the thing? An intern? Stand on the wall, the wallflower. Oh, a fly on the wall? Kind of thing, yeah. Yeah. Just standing there listening to them talk some really big brain stuff. I learned some things that, to be honest, I don't think they've been documented or said publicly. Oh. And I was like, Ilya needs somebody next to him 
all the time, just documenting the shit he says. Yes. And we need to communicate this. Kind of like Gary V's, um, who was his guy that was always Gary's, with it? Gary V's. Gary Vaynerchuk. His, yeah, I forget. He always had always, someone always filming him doing everything. Ilya definitely needs one of those. Yeah. I don't want to get like creepy, but I am angling for a job here. Not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and after absorbing insane amount of knowledge, obviously it can't always be work. Like it would drive you mad. Yeah. And yeah, we got to the point where we were laughing. Not only, I reckon that beyond the laughter is when they start saying things that are mildly funny. Yeah. They're very witty. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot there. So that's the community vibe that I feel. Yeah. Um, as Alex from Aurora said, some people may see them as gods, but they're just too. too just strong. normal. Yeah. And. The more that we can capture that through content so that yes. people can leave that version of them, the better it gets. I agree. Yeah. And just see that version of them too. Because they're funny. Like Ilya, he talked to me about the whiskey that he likes and that he had the guns that he was shooting last year. And I was like, nice, dude. I didn't know that. Like they're, it, he was just having the time of his life talking about it. And it was nice. Um, it was nice just chatting with him. Yeah, no, it's Finally. really nice. I, he gave me his email to, to try to book in a time uh-huh. because I was like, I'm very grateful. Same as here. He offered me like, hey, 20 minutes between here and the bathroom and my next meeting. And I was like, no, no, no. when I get you in the podcast, <laughs> I want at least an hour and a half. Oh, wow. Dude, I, you go long form. <laughs> I don't care the setting. I don't care if it's in a plane. <laughs> Like, I want at least an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> because there is a lot of shit in that brain. Oh, yeah, dude. I know. Just when I hear the whiteboard series, I've helped film a bunch of the whiteboard series. And I'm like, really great stuff. Like, I can topically understand what it is. But then when they start diving deeper, I'm like, man, these guys are doing it. But this is where the amplification layer comes in. The near YouTube channel has so much great content. Yeah. That a lot of it is really under utilized on under Oh, very under underutilized and underwatched, I would agree. But and then our audience just on YouTube is we only have fifteen K followers, which when I started we were at I think seven point five K followers. So I was able to help double our YouTube subscribers, but it's rough on YouTube compared to our Twitter. If I post any the sizzle reel I did of uh, Nearcon twenty twenty two is already at ten K ten K views. On our YouTube it would be at like like 500 views. YouTube, like the recommendation algorithm, it's like a beast that you have to feed. It's, I a, told it's David, a beast beast. Sir Morrison, we had to change the name. Like near. Yes. Just and near. I did that and it was genius because of that search engine optimization. So our the we're ranked up the most for near protocol. And I was like, oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So the, that will be a small thing. So great like, job on that. That was. Thank you. Thank and, and that's we need help like that all the time because there's very few it's just me and then like david and a few others so so that will be a great example of decentralizing marketing as far as any active community all about member, it all about it spending time on the tiktok on the instagram wherever people live these days and you see anything that could be improved mm. get the better the current content a better reach yeah definitely reach out i can't think of anything more approachable than david i know <laughs> like you're not bad but you're not David. I know nobody's <laughs> David. Yeah, he's the yeah. Even on my no words a, need to be said. About I had that. a long interview with him uh, uh-huh. a few episodes back. 
And even though he warned me he was a nicotine withdrawal and he may have been a little bit aggressive, even then he was friendly. <laughs> he had a great time. What do you uh what do you think that near marketing and foundation is there anything we can improve on or uh, or anything like that? What I think it may be coming from a good place. I've noticed that people that are legit about their business, about their careers, about what they're building, they're also very shy of showing what they're doing because the complexity of the vision, they understand that it's a work in progress. It's a work in progress and you've got imposter syndrome and some things may go wrong. So I feel like we've delayed shouting off the top of the roofs what we have because there's always more to be built. Yeah. Like now we're in phase one, technically, soon, officially. We were in phase zero before. So it's near sharding is amazing. It's unique. But we haven't been like super loud about it because it's in progress. So it's a, there needs to be a balance between letting the builders do the building and the engineers do the engineering and marketing being a bit more aggressive, a bit more playful, being aware of the balance, not over commas, not be misleading but we have so much that needs more visibility yes i agree the other thing that may be an issue i don't want to speak on behalf of the foundation i don't have any insights yeah, yeah. No. there may be some like maybe regulatory concerns so maybe some topics are not explored or not fully not in depth it's those issues of decentralization means so many things to so many people yes it's not even entirely clear if we're the foundation and not really that actively involved in the entire ecosystem, uh -huh. how much should we be leading the front? Which is why we could go, keep going around in circles of, okay, how much can the foundation pump out and how much can we improve that? Yeah. And how much do we need to have the call for active contributors? Near week has been on fire this week, regularly. Near week is killing podcast. it. Yeah. We can get, we're all early days. Like near week and I are about the same time, like June last year. Earlier one is about January this year. And I personally invited them to apply for the marketing DAO. We've nice. Been sponsoring them. And I'm always in lookout, like who's doing good content and let's elevate them. So I forgot where the question was, but that's what I think. <laughs> yeah. No, I was just asking like what I know, what you think the foundation can improve on and things. And I totally agree with that. But there are some things the foundation can't say. We can't talk about the token price. We can't talk about token. We can't talk about DeFi and things like that. Um, so we always try to stray away from that. But I do agree that things like the sharding needs to be amplified. But we do need someone, we need like the higher ups screaming and shouting on the roof to say, we need to do, we need to amplify sharding and make content around it and do things. I just do what is brought into my funnel. So it, and what my higher ups are telling me. I've learned another suggestion. And this is a big one, please. Yeah. I know it's resource incentive. I'm not speaking English, am I? You're speaking English. You're speaking great English. Man. <laughs> I need more sleep. I know it is resource intensive, but it's going to make a huge difference. So the live stream of the stages yeah. is done by day, which makes sense because it's live. But over the next few weeks, it would be amazing if that one block of video could be chopped into each individual talk and upload it as a separate video. It can be. So I, that's what I did for last year's NeoCon and it didn't get jack 
for views. Really? So it, yeah, if you look at Separate last- Separate talks? Yes, I spent a whole month editing each one. I created a logo bumper for the beginning, did the branding, put music behind it. I did it all. And our live stream got 8,000 views. When I would chop those up, some of them just got 50 views. And some of them, I think the maximum was like 400 views. But that's just for YouTube. That's where if we were to put it on TikTok, if we were to put it on Instagram, other venues, or Twitter, for example, like it's, yes, and I, it will, it, it can be done. Okay. I'm of your time. You're so good. you mentioned Dallas before. I'll tell you my idea. Please. And maybe we can combine forces somewhere in the middle. Let's combine forces, dude. Because I love your content on YouTube. When you look up Near Protocol, you pop up in the beginning of a lot of it. And I've watched your videos and I was like, who oh, is this you. guy? This, these video, they're great. You're doing like amazing walkthroughs of what's going on, applications, and we definitely need more of that. So big ups to you doing that. And we should amplify you even more on foundation and and throughout our Twitter and things oh, for sure. You, uh, for well, sure, man. Uh, nearby is giving a shout out the other day for a, a guy that didn't spin finance. So nice. Well, with the wheel spinning. Okay. So the idea that I have is I received a modest grant from the marketing DAO. Congrats. For the podcast. Heck yeah. I need to put the next one in. And <laughs> what I've found is that creating content is very time consuming. Yeah. Yeah. And. People yeah. think you could pump out videos in no time. It's not like nah, you're just nah, putting nah. it into a generated. It's an art. <laughs> There's very few things you can pump out effortlessly, repeatedly. So the advice from Harry Stebbins, uh -huh. from 20 Minute VC, he, his story is great. He started like a young kid interviewing investors and in, I think six years in. Nice. Millions of listeners or whatever, huge investment fund. And he said something that really struck me. He had a lot of good tips around when you have a guest, make sure that you reach out to like their investors mm. and all the distribution channels, like each episode should be a funnel yeah. to get more listeners in. Big time. But then he said something that really struck me, which was you can't just create the content and release into the wild and leave it at that and hope mm. it finds its way yeah. naturally. And I was like, damn the say you spend three hours creating the content you should spend at least three hours in the distribution yes so i've realized that you have to be very strategic with the distribution yeah so i realized that the only thing that i have time for is the things that i can't replace myself namely making the content yeah the the raw material and i've been thinking of ways to get more support on the distribution side especially things that are technically still creating content but it's more like remixing so when i create a dao on Astro and put up bounties. So basically anyone listening to the podcasts can create shorts. You know nice. the format of shorts where it's like the audio? Yeah. But they do like really engaging like visuals. Yes. Maybe like That's images and animations and, and stuff. And yeah. Around. Yep. They're all in podcast. They've got great user generated content. So I'm thinking about creating a DAO, put whatever $5,000 in and see what the community creates. You should do it ASAP, like right after NearCon, ASAP. And I can, oh man, yeah, that'd be great. Please let me know. Yeah. So yeah. if what I was thinking, I think that would require me to have a public Dropbox, mm -hmm. the raw files. Yeah. So that people can take it and chop in however way they create the content. Yeah. And I'm wondering whether something similar could be done at the foundation. Big level. time. Big time. If you have like a public repository, in the same way that we have a branding kit. I do. If we had all those videos and people can just go bananas. Because I know that some of the presentations here, like 
I listen to them, and you know when I'm in the room, because I'm literally the cheerleader. Yeah. <laughs> Marie and the Matrix. Everyone's super civilized, chill, watching. I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Bring some energy in the room. So I know that there's so many lines, the presentations have been so worked, there's so much effort being put into it that people that are able to appreciate the importance of these messages can easily chop it, repackage it. And dude, there's some great TikTokers out there. Yeah. The young people. <laughs> so yeah, I yeah. thought I'd go with time. What are we at? 12 on the dot. Nice. That's Sir perfect. Chad, where can people go to find you if they have any suggestions for growing content at a foundation level or any proposals for their own content? You could just, uh, Nears Twitter, or you could hit me up personally at Chad Lamar. The near Twitter? Yeah, you just DM the near Twitter. I go through everything, man. Jesus, how many come in? A lot. A lot of things come in. Wow. I can only Yeah, same thing with I moderate our YouTube comments. A lot of porn has been coming in recently. Oh, yeah. And even on our live stream the other day, I had to put out there's people love loving trying to push porn. And you know what? I will find you and I will ban you every single time. I thought it was just me, my content being good at tracking all the horny bots. <laughs> no, it's been bad this year. This past year, I, it's I've never seen it like That's this ever. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, same with accounts that try to add us on Instagram and everything. Like, how stupid do you think we are? But yeah, you can find me at Chad Lamon, C H A D space L A M O N, on Instagram or whatever. Or you can just message us on Twitter directly, or you could on any of the near social handles message me or message us i'll find it and uh, do the best i can with responding to you and helping with whatever you need because we're here to help men we're here to support and yeah we need people to help with content and more marketing we foundation on the content line could definitely use support and i love your idea of the dow i similarly would like to do the dow with an internal production powerhouse on tap that you can use just on tap, it will get done. And then we have examples of what can be created and just the content powerhouse, this machine that's just going and to make the best content, whatever you need. Amazing. I think that's yeah. a great place to end it. Thank you, Chad. I'm grateful for your time. Thank you, bro. See you soon. That's the end of another episode. As always, I just want to thank you for listening because, well, let's be honest, you are amazing. And I also want to remind everyone that everything contained in this episode is for entertainment and educational purposes only. Nothing on this podcast shall be construed as financial, medical, or any other type of advice. And you should always consult with licensed professionals before making any financial decisions. Make sure that you like and subscribe so that you stay up to date with the latest episode. We've got a steamy hot pipeline of guests that will keep you entertained right through the bear market. Stay safe out there, and I'll see you soon. Bye.